Hello everyone, my name is David, next to me is Matt, and we are the RSS Podcast. Let's go! We did it. We did the intro. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, so start off with introductions, I guess. As you heard, I'm, I'm Matt. I'm currently an SNC master's student at Loughborough, hoping to hoping that will kickstart my career. Yeah, man's starting the podcast instead of writing his dissertation. That is true. That is true. Probably one topic that we'll bring up. In yeah, the don't do that, kids. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good little tip. Yeah. Tips and tricks. Um, but yeah, no, I, I wanted to do SNC since my first year in uh, my sports science bachelor's degree and uh, yeah I wanted to do sports ever since I was so a kid so I where did you do your undergrad was that Worcester. Worcester. where the fuck is that Worcester. where the fuck is that that, that would be um, right next to Gloucester so Worcester Loughborough you got Birmingham where's Birmingham Loughborough Birmingham South-ish. and then you got Worcester like right. 30 minutes okay away. so not too far yeah, yeah right but you grew up not there no, or I grew up in Kent right which is Far south. Yeah. Far south for for anyone driving south, into England. Yeah. Any anything longer than an hour for England is Come tough from, going. So. Wow. Coming from a, a resident England. I guess so. England? Yeah, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, resident. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I did lived here for a while. Then went to Philippines for eight years. Um, Shit. And, yeah, no way. I didn't know that. My sports did that, did all of my sports there. That sort of. My guy, international. International. Yeah. yeah. Where are your sunglasses? That, that woke my little dream to become an essence. Well, to do with sports. And right. Okay. But yeah, enough about me. What about, oh, I'm, I'm 22, by the way. <laughs> sort of age. Ladies, he's 22. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, who are you? Yeah, me, David. Um, not English, Canadian. Speak English. Um, not English. Canadian. Yeah, Cana- Canadian. Did my undergrad over there at University of British Columbia, Okanagan. Shout out Kelowna. The Silicon Valley of Canada, as they call it, in the summertime at least. <laughs> yeah, I did that, and then uh, came over here. Well, went to Germany for a year, worked there at an Olympic training center, and then COVID hit. Obviously, that was crazy. Ended up working for DHL for like a summer. And oh, then, wow. Yeah. What did you, you do at the Olympic center? Uh, basically whatever they needed me to. Okay. Yeah. Um, just like some physiology testing on the athletes. Helped out a little bit with rehab. Bit S and C testing, oh, wow, a uh, awesome. little bit of everything, biomechanics stuff. Yeah, really fun. How did you get into that, or should we say that for another podcast? Uh, ooh. There you go. See? Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. Podcast <laughs> management. <laughs> Stay tuned for that story. <laughs> yeah. Um, Incredible. Yeah, we'll say that next. But yeah. Olympic, and then yeah. So did that, and then ended up coming over here to do my master's um, uh, musculoskeletal sports science and health. Absolute mouthful. Yeah. Uh, graduated with that last September, and then just been working, doing a doing a bit bit here, bit there, and then in October I'm um, starting my PhD here, um, in neuromuscular physiology, working with British athletics. So, oh well, really looking forward to that. That explains the British athletic, athletics bag then. Yeah. Oh, stashed yeah. up already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and how did we meet? We met through. That's true. Yeah. Power base gym. That power base gym. We oh. both work. We're at casuals at power base gym. I mean, someone took all the shifts and you know labeled themselves as a full time. <laughs> That'd be me. Found out recently. Yeah. To all my shifts. <laughs> um, so what? Good friends, recent enemies. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And hitting off on a first podcast. Yeah. 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 How did that? Ha- I guess we just kind of talked podcast for a little bit. We just started talking about podcasting, didn't we? Yeah. Saw a market for for this. That's true. 
That's true. Um, which could take us on to what is the goal of this podcast? What a transition. First podcast, the guy's all nailing transitions already. That was incredible. Yeah, so the RSS podcast, we haven't even explained what RSS means. The Real Sports Science Podcast. It's a little bit in there, isn't it? What is it? What is it, Matt? And a little bit of science. Real sports and a little bit of science. It's going to be a mixture. Yeah. We'll find our niche later. Yeah, so uh, basically we're just chatting the highs, lows, and in-betweens of starting professions within sports science. Uh, Bants rants and current research related to our separate field so snc uh for matt and then a kind of physiology based for me um and then uh, yeah follow our journey as we learn and grow within our career um and that was you said niche uh and kind of where we saw a bit of like what this podcast could become that's where we kind of saw an opening uh, a gap within the literature as they say um of that most sports science podcasts are professionals who are within their field you know 20 plus years um they know everything or they don't know everything it's all professional um and what we thought it would be cool is we could just show our career uh, journey and how we learn and how we grow and and we thought why don't we bring people along yeah well, i mean we didn't we didn't see when we had a look at the podcast when we were coming up with this idea we just didn't see a market or anyone really doing what we were aiming to do we didn't obviously we see podcasts talking about exercise physiology physiology, um, S&C, all these different little parts of uh, the inter- interdisciplinary teams. But um, there was nothing where people were starting from scratch. You know, yeah. People just trying to get their careers kicked off. Um, just a bunch of people who already knew everything. Right. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're just trying to open a new market, help everyone out as much as possible. Yeah. Because um, we're hoping, obviously, to learn, like teach you guys something, whoever's listening. Um, but... As much as we want to do that, we want to see how we grow. Yeah. And what would be cool is, you know, in two years, five years, we look back onto this podcast or early podcast and be like, well, wow. hopefully, yeah. <laughs> or even if it's not, you know, we yeah, get to yeah. see of where we are then. I mean, just tracking our journey would be the most, I mean, the greatest thing ever, just to see how we develop as people, but also yeah. in our careers. Yeah. See where we are, see little tips and tricks we can give out. Exactly. Yeah. Experience when trying to look for jobs ourselves. Um, yeah. So in no means are we experts or, or no. <laughs> we are welcome to everyone's opinion. Absolutely, uh, yeah. We'll take it in. And that's the cool thing about it as well. Whether you know you're starting on your journey, um, kind of similar to us, you've already done bachelor's, masters, or maybe you're in a PhD or, or a young yeah. professional like that, or maybe you're you know 16, 17, thinking I want to start sports science, but really not sure what's out there. Nice. We're hoping that you know we can help you along, show you you know, what's good about it, you know, what, what will be difficult, you know, no matter what you do, there's, yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Even, even if you're what, 40 years into your career and you want to just throw a bit of of knowledge our way, we'll take it. Yeah. And we're stirring the pot. So yeah. 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 Um, hopefully, hopefully we keep it light. We keep it, we keep it funny. And then we just toss a couple nuggets in there once in a while as well. Yeah. I mean, so I guess we could give a sort of structure to what we're trying to do. Yeah, sure. So we, Obviously, we're going to have like a little introduction, a bit of chat, what's happening in the sporting world, first of all. Oh, yeah. um, what anything that we really want to talk about, say what, what we've seen on Instagram that's annoyed us. What, what's someone, another post on LinkedIn telling everyone how great. Oh, can we, can we bring the, can we just stop there and talk about that for a minute? Just examples everywhere. Honestly. Um, but yeah, no, we, we, we'll be doing general chat at the start. 
then maybe bring in some like a, a topic in the sporting world, like a major topic where we could dissect and just uh, converse about it really. Um, and then another section that we'd like to start off with is a uh, paper of the week. Right. Where we we look for a week for a good paper, something that maybe has new insights, maybe something that's added on to research that's already been there, or something we don't agree with, and we want to yeah. find the little nooks and crannies of it and uh, yeah. see how well, valid it is in, in today's research. And finally, just little jobs of the week. Yeah. Letting everyone know what uh, what's out there. Jobs on job hunting sucks. It does. It does. It takes. <laughs> Honestly, it's a full-time job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Applying it's, for jobs is a full-time job. It's a full-time job. You're sending out emails and you hear nothing back. It's like you're just... Oh, it. it's honestly, yeah, 50 rejection. I've gotten rejection emails. I'm like, I don't even remember applying for that job, but cheers. Thanks. I guess this is the last straw. The, the nice. last resort, just make a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <something> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Please just, listen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, jobs of the week. Uh, we, we drop a little bit of that in there. One, our favorite job that we've seen um, that could be for any demographic. Yeah. And starting out, that was the, one of the hardest parts. I just didn't know where to look for jobs. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. And now that I've found, you know, a, sh a few job boards. Mm. Um, Even like internships to do alongside your degree. Or, yeah. Or when you're doing your bachelor's and you know that's, what you want to do. That's such a good idea. Internship. Internships as well. Where do you find those? you're teasing me i want to listen to the next episode <laughs> um, but yeah so i guess a little um, bit of general chat that we could start off with that i've got is um, a little question of the week uh, any sports brand you'd be you'd want to be sponsored by which one would you have any sports brand like okay like is this brand. this is like this is like if you could have any car what would it be are we talking realistic or literally whatever no, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, say any any sports brand. It has to be a sports brand. Has so to be a sports Under brand. Oh, one of them. Oh, imagine ones. Nike. Imagine Nike. A little branding on the Nike T-shirts. Maybe a couple hats. I'll tell you what, I was thinking Under Armour. I like a bit. Under Armour. Okay. But then Nike you're bigger than me. You got you got nice arms. And this is where we turn off the camera. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no, I think. I don't know, but then Nike's more versatile. They got weightlifting shoes. Oh. But if, if, if Rom 2s. Come out with uh, some weightlifting shoes. That's true. Shoes. Under Armour? Yeah. I don't think so. No. They have Reebok. runners and shit like that. Reebok. I don't know. Reebok would be cool. Although Reebok. I'd probably go Under Armour for Reebok. Yeah. I think, yeah. Hitting it with a hard question to start off it. That's a good premise, question. We. Would take any brand. We love every yes. brand. So maybe we won't, we won't have an answer today. <laughs> but, um, yeah, any brand actually. One of the big ones could be Nike. I think Nike would be the most versatile. Imagine just getting Nike gear. Cookery. Next question. So, um, <laughs> so we're going to start off today's topic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, topic. Boom. Right, so today's topic. This is an interesting one. Uh, did a bit of reading on this one. Um, so Ellen White, <laughs> right, so Ellen White, she's just retired. For those of you who don't know who Ellen White is, um, she was, was sounds like she died. She is still alive. <laughs> bit morbid on the first one. And there goes <laughs> No, but she, she played for England. She's a footballer. She's a footballer. Oh, okay. She's a lioness, um, which is actually pretty good timing because they just won. They just, football came home. 
right came football home. came home let's go that could be a whole nother topic as well women's sport women football sport unreal what they're doing this year yeah, and yeah. hopefully they just continue that success incredible did you know actually that final game was it over ninety thousand people watched really? that was the most watched football game i think in europe men and women Shout out to the ladies. Doing it right. Doing yeah, it right. that's unbelievable. And closing as well. And getting the yeah. silverware. Getting the game. job done too. What? Bro, they won. The silver. Silver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, gold. Oh. <laughs> oh, the silverware. I missed. Canadian English. Uh, did you say silverware? I heard silver and I was like, this asshole. <laughs> silverware. That's my bad. Yes. The silverware, which is gold. Again, so they won 2-1 versus uh germany in the finals anyway ellen white played last year uh with man city which she's been there since the 2019 2020 season she actually holds the record for scoring 52 international goals the english record for scoring oh, wow. so big deal <laughs> that's, good. that's that's good yeah so she was um she's been on the 2013 <laughs> 2017 and then the 22 euros teams also 2011 2015 and 2019 fifa world cup so, big deal. Quite a resume. Unbelievable resume, yeah. Another shout-out to the Lions is that was the first time England's won a major tournament since the men did it in the World Cup in 1966. Football has been gone for a long time. Gone, gone. 1966, quick math. 2020, was it 2022? 2022 <laughs> minus 1966. What is that? Was that 36 plus 22? Th- no, 34 plus 22, 56 years. That's crazy. That's an incredible. I won't fact check you on, fact check you on that. No one do that because it's probably wrong. Did I say fact check or fact <laughs> <laughs> We'll check. I hope you said fat. That's hilarious. <laughs> one, it's one to one now. Yeah. You've messed up once. I've messed up <laughs> once. We're moving forward. Anyway. So Ellen White, um, she announced her retirement a couple days ago, August 22nd, 2022. And a big reason, this is crazy. A big reason she said for that, for because she felt like she still had more to give. But a big reason for that is because she got a punctured lung. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. A punctured lung from acupuncture. The, the needles in the... The needles in the muscles. I was always afraid of doing that. Yeah, me too. I was always afraid. And I thought, you know what? I might give it a try one day. If I, I find a spot doing it. Never now. I, I booked a physio appointment for when I'm going home in Canada a couple of weeks, right? My body's messed up. I need a physio appointment. I was like, I should probably do some acupuncture. No, thanks. I mean, I'm getting an acupuncture probably on my hip, so I think we're safe from punctured lungs. You never know. I know, she might have got one in her... Yeah, well, no, it was for back spasms. So she was, yeah, a bit of background. She came back to her team in Man City um, with some back spasms from some earlier games. Um, and they had, I guess, so many people injured at that time that they outsourced their acupuncture to some other person. We don't know who that is. I didn't look it up. Um, anyways, and she suffered a punctured lung. And so that obviously took a toll, and that's a reason, I'm not saying the only reason, but that played into the fact that she retired. Isn't that crazy? So scientific word for punctured lung, pneumothorax. Wow. So... If there's an editor out there that we can... Should we? Word of the day. What is the word? Neurothorax. (laughs) Pneumothorax. Pneumothorax. Yeah. What's that on Wordle? Like a big long Wordle? Yeah, that's major points. Anyway, so what it actually is, is it's not... (laughs) 
it's not the needle doesn't actually puncture the lung itself so your lung sits in we'll call it a sac which is called the pleural sp and in between that sac and your actual lungs called the pleural space this is the physiology so it's like a balloon within a kind of a balloon oh wow and and that space so the pleural space has has um which is allows the lung to fill up oh, okay. creates the negative pressure when you breathe pulls on the pl blah 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 so the needle or whatever happens punctures into the pleural space and air then goes into the pleural space That's not your actual lung scary and so that lung then whichever side it is then collapses and then so what you have to do is get another needle in yeah, to, relieve to relieve the pressure yeah. to allow your lung to inflate again wow yeah crazy that is, that is so because you have the two lobes well it's actually three lobes of your lung but two sides this is a science part of the rss <laughs> yeah coming out um not both sides collapse it's just only the affected yeah. side but still still but what? imagine being able to breathe like feel like you're getting half the air in well you are getting half the air basically crazy so you can um depending on how bad it is and probably your fitness levels and health levels you do recover from it and that that space can close up heal like normal tissue process of recovery. that's a good question uh, probably just time it i checked it out it can take from like two weeks to several several months okay. for it for you to feel fit again so so she gets the punctured lung mm. and basically yeah, feels another one in right in order to relieve the pressure yeah and to then, inflate the lung again yeah yeah and then there's no like i was gonna say tape there's no plaster <laughs> to, to plug the hole <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Flex seal so for a sponsor. Thank you very much. Flex tape sponsor us. Wow, that's a hell of a great topic to start off. That's a yeah. I learned a couple of things there. Crazy. So you do recover from it, but obviously you feel mad out of breath. Yeah, you, so you can't train, and then you have to get back from that once, once that happens. I'm sure it's in a it, like a traumatic experience as oh, well. It you, has you to be. Trust recovery ever again no. That format, any needle. No. And if you th when I was doing a placement um, back in my undergrad in a physiotherapy office, shout out 360 Physio in Kelowna. Uh, <laughs> best place if you're in Kelowna, go check them out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, but he was saying that. Obviously, it doesn't happen easy, but you do have to really pay attention when you're needling, like if you're going into kind of your first rib or you're going into like upper upper pecs or if you're going upper back traps area because um, if like your lung is right underneath that. Yeah. The first needle, did you say? Or, or we'll just all. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. I mean, first needle is fine. Second needle. <laughs> yeah, you can go deep. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, crazy. So, a bit of news, a bit of learning. Yeah, so this week, because um, I'm getting ready to start my PhD, um, which has to do with plantar flexors, so the calf muscles, um, the ones that make your toes point. Uh, I'm working with British Athletics, and they, in 2015, basically, they came out with this paper um, and then over the years, a few papers, how to classify muscle injuries better. 
So there's one, it was called the Munich Classification, which came out of the Munich Consensus, and it was decent, um, but then British Athletics basically said, I think we need one that gives us a bit more, not only diagnostic power, but then what do we do next? Okay. <clears throat> like rehab-wise, yeah, yeah. what happens return next? Yeah, return to sport. So before, um, and I learned this in my undergrad as well, it was any muscle injury, it was either a one, two, three, like one barely torn, or no no yeah, tears, yeah. two, some tears, um, three, full tear. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but that's bas- that was basically a st- the extent of it. Uh, so this one goes from being one, two, three to zero, one, two, three, four. So it goes from three, I don't know, badness? <laughs> that's not a word. <laughs> badness. <laughs> that's <laughs> a free badness right there. <laughs> 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 Starting a PhD, folks. Badness. <laughs> um but what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a three different levels of. You know, I'm stumped. Yeah. Anyways, we went from th- we went from three of those to five of them. Uh, okay. So it just so breaks them up. Oh, this is why you're here. I've done my word. All my day. man. I've done my word all day. <laughs> Thirteen points to Matt. Ooh. <laughs> I almost lost all of the waters. <laughs> That was catastrophe. All over the MacBook. Terrible. Um, yeah, so it went from three of those to five of those. Additionally, we also have letters. So not only do we have numbers, but after each number, we have a letter, ABC, which basically tells you where in the muscle <clears throat> the, the tear is. So it could be A. A is in the periphery of the muscle and only going like five centimeters into the muscle. B is within the muscle, and then C involves the tendon. Okay. Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyways, I'm not going to bore you with with all this, but basically in 2015, they came out with a paper showing that it was reliable, important. And then in 2021, um, they actually used that system then on hamstring injuries in track and field athletics athletes um, to see then what the outcomes are using both the British Athletics Muscle Injury Classification and also the British Athletics um, Rehab Protocols, basically. Okay, so so say I did a slight tear of my bicep femoris. Boom, yeah. What would that be classified? Numbers and letters? So say it was a tear in your biceps femoris yeah. of um, five centimeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a, a two okay five between five and 15 centimeters it's a two and then say it involved your tendon it'd be a c so it'd be two c so they use that and then the 2021 because obviously you have to see well what does it actually help yeah yeah and and it did um which is really cool so basically i'll just run through this um couple stats couple numbers um 70 injuries within 46 athletes between december 2015 and november 2019 so four-year period and they were all within uh, the British Athletics world-class program. So these are athletes who have been cited as potentially meddling in a major competition oh, okay. within that Olympic um, cycle. So 70 injuries. This is interesting. 71% of injuries, we'll come back to this later. 71% of injuries were in training. 4% were in the warm-up for competition. And then 24% were in competition. But then, but then you're training for a lot more, aren't you? Oh, like that, relative, right? So you're so smart. I didn't even think of that. 
what an idiot for their like world class and then percentage of like time spent in training yeah is it relative because like you right for four years and then right oh my goodness matt Two oh, points to Matt. Oh, That's incredible. Oh, two points. Oh, we should have a, definitely have a little score. <laughs> we should. We should. Point Matt. We'll get. We'll get some. We'll get. Yeah. Well, who is it? Um, oh, he's an actor. Um, he always plays God in movie. Morgan. We'll get Morgan Freeman to say. Point Matt. Imagine that. In a Morgan Freeman just, voice, not my voice, just deeper. Yeah. Imagine that. You just get. Um, all our money from gym instructing at uh, Powerbase just goes straight to just one cameo <laughs> where he just has to say different points. Yeah, you know we'll just have we'll just have Morgan Freeman on a mic on every single podcast, podcast? just in case. You know how Joe Rogan's got Jamie in the background, like someone who's just controlling that. That's yeah, Freeman. yeah, yeah. Just in the background. Well, he's got vibes. I feel like if Morgan Freeman was in the room, I would get smarter, yeah. just because he's around. I th- yeah, true. And I'd probably sound cooler as well. Oh, I think. Just a narrator. Just yeah. going to the back of what we're saying. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> totally off track. Holy smokes. <laughs> um, so basically they were looking at the time to return to full training. And what they did is they used the BAMIC to the British Athletics Muscle yeah. Injury Classification System to diagnose the injury. And then they used the British Athletics Rehab Protocol, which has been out. Uh, we'll put it... Um, a link to this paper in the podcast so you can look at it there they're basically they just explain kind of their system of how they how they do rehab for certain injuries or the certain level of muscular injuries and um so after all this um the time to return to full training so the total mean over all the athletes was 18.6 days um the 2c uh, was mean was 34 days plus or minus seven days and then 3c which is kind of the second worst um 4c is the worst uh was 48 days so obviously as you get higher in the numbers and the letters you're going to have a longer time to return which that makes sense um but what's really cool is the injury rate was 2.9 percent which is incredibly wow. low. So way lower than other papers, other research, which has shown that the re-injury rate, uh, this was, I should say, is only for hamstrings, which is the most yeah. injured group in athletics. I mean, papers it is. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But those kind of re- other research has noted uh, kind of a, between 12 to 25% re-injury rate oh, wow. in hamstring in- injuries in so athletics. So by, by, let me see if I get this right. So by classifying the injury in a more depth method, mm. using more in-depth method, they were able to reduce the re-injury rate, like the recurrence of yeah. the injury. Oh. Yeah, by by an incredible margin from 2.9% from, you know, between 12 and 25%. Wow. So that's incredible. And all all of the time to return to full training in each um, in each level of injury was lower in all categories except for the 2C categories when compared to other works. But other than the 2C category, all the other categories had less time loss, which oh, is yeah. great. Wow, I mean, yeah, you could use that, you know, apply it to different sports, not only athletics. Yeah. Get that in, say, rugby or football, where hamstring in- injuries are yeah. so prevalent. Yeah. Um, and then it would help with the physios. I mean, w- w- say you've got Premier League where they're playing multiple, multiple games hmm. for the whole season, hmm. and hamstring injuries are just extremely prevalent, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they benefit massively from that. Yeah. So, 
classify, work within the interdisciplinary team. I've said that. They've got a big counter of like <laughs> 10 by now. But um, yeah, using it within that team just to decide on how to best return to play for that athlete. Right. Like how they would do it for them. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that. that's a great paper. Yeah. What a paper. To what a paper. Yeah. And it's, this is really cool because, you know, in 2014, they came out with the idea. In 2015, they checked if it was reliable. And then yeah. in 2021, they came and actually used it, which is, which is cool. And for me, it's neat because then, okay, like you said already, how does that work in different, um, different sports and different yeah. muscle groups? So I, my, my PhD is going to be on calves or plantar flexors. Yeah, so yeah. does that work in there? Can I use this in that? Because um, I think, like you said, a huge part is we need to classify these injuries properly. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise, how are you going to prescribe how to return? Like, how are yeah. you going to tell the athlete, oh, this is the best way, if you're not sure, if you've just got a one-to-three method? Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that, that is massive. What would you say the next injury is the most prevalent? Plantar flexors. There you go. Plantar flexors is the next one. So that's a big yeah. reason. PhD coming <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's cool. Um interestingly the rehab stays away from lengthening so eccentric yeah um work in the early phases of rehab and allowing tissues to heal before then isometric work begin followed by eccentric and so the question for you oh sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say uh no you can carry on actually well i just had a question for you but we kind of talked about it um basically yeah, how do you use this in an snc because you're an snc yeah. i'm the guy behind the scenes who you know does a bit of research and then feeds that yeah. to you well, i mean that, that that's the main part is the conversation that we would have we'd have a conversation like this where do we go from here we, we mm. know the injury we know what sort of grade it is whereabouts it is yeah We'd work on obviously prevention strategies just to make sure that it's strengthened so it wouldn't occur again. Mm. We know exactly closer to more in depth of, of where it is, how it's happened in a right. way. And then we just get on from there prescribing a better, more in depth program, shall we say. So you do a bit of work with rugby. You see a lot of, because here they say, you know, a rehab stays away from lengthening work, so eccentric work, yeah. um, which puts more force through a muscle. Or yeah. is able to put more force through the muscle. Do you see those exercises being do being done a lot? I Let's mean, say, like in in healthy population, so a healthy athlete, but also an injured athlete. Yeah, I mean, I mean the big one, the big one, uh, especially in a, say preseason, you'll get everyone doing Nordics. Right. The standard one. Yeah. It's thrown in there. Even doing a sled pulls where they're just working on that slow tracking back, trying to strengthen that hamstring. A lot of a lot of exercises using the hamstring gets used in preseason to prevent obviously these yeah. injuries. But then also just um, once the athlete is injured, getting that strength back in. I mean, the amount of times you see athletes doing hamstring related exercises, even lying leg curls, say one mm. one leg is injured, you could do single leg variations to strengthen mm. that leg. Mm. So then it just sort of counteracts the loss or weakness in the other leg. Right. Um, but yeah, you do you do see it a leg uh, you do see it a lot. And um, but yeah, I mean Speaking of rugby, we're going to jobs of the week. This Matt, we don't even need a pre like a in topic between topic jingle. Thought, thought I'd end it there. So. Because this guy has the transitions on absolute point. Just on that's two in a row now. Natural. Natural, absolute beauty. That's a Canadian word for you non-Canadian listeners. What Beautician. LFG. LFG, David. NFG. You sent it to me. I had no clue what it is. 
Turns out it might, it might be a Canadian thing. I haven't heard it in England. What does LFG stand for? Oh, LFG. I yeah. thought you said NFG. No, no. Oh, LFG. LFG. Yeah, LFG. And if you're really excited, LFGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGGG